0: Lord, we come again and we ask that you would bless this time as we read your word and your word is proclaimed. Your word has been proclaimed already this morning in song, and we thank you for that. And we thank you for those who have the gift of music. And we thank you that they bring it for your glory and for your kingdom. And so, Lord, we, we just thank you for that. And so we ask now that in this proclamation that it would indeed be for your glory, for your kingdom, uh, for the For the good of your people. Lord, just send your Holy Spirit now as your word is read, as it is proclaimed. May it be all about you, and again, for your honor and your glory and your praise. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Reading uh, Matthew 6, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6, and I'm going to uh, skip over the Lord's Prayer, obviously not because it's unimportant, but I want to move on to the, to the next section there, and uh, we'll look at, we've looked at the Lord's Prayer a number of times and surely will again, but I'm going to read Matthew uh, 6, verses 1 to 6, and then 16 uh, to 18. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And then, verse 16 And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, welcome back to this uh, third week of ugly... Christmas sweater series. And thus far, we've talked about how Christmas can be the most wonderful time of the year, but at the same time, we can dampen uh, the spirits at Christmas time with our ugly thoughts and our ugly words. And today, we're going to talk more about well, what are, are our motives? Are they ugly or are they beautiful? Do our motives hinder our relationships with others? And do our motives harm our witness for Christ. And haven't we all struggled at times with impure motives? My father used to trade vehicles every two or three years. And in those days, uh, many of you may recall that new models always came out in September. So often, Dad bought his new vehicle in September. And since my mom's birthday is September 8th, It was often told that mom got a new car for her birthday. But we all knew the truth, including my dad. It became a running joke in my family that the mom was blessed among women because she got a new car or a new pickup every two or three years. We all knew, though, that the motivation was not to bless mom, but because dad loved new cars and new trucks, like father, like son. A running joke in our family is that for a number of years, for Christmas or for Mother's Day, I got Jeanette some sort of handheld back scratcher or massager, so I could supposedly pamper her occasionally with a back rub. But we all knew, yeah, she's already shaking her head, we all knew that Jeanette was going to use it far more on me or on the girls than it was ever going to be used on her. We all knew the one in our family most likely to pamper the rest of us. I promise you I had good intentions, but my motivations were way out of line. They were clearly not very pure. Each of us make decisions based on different motivations. And it's important for us to pay attention to our motives because they can result in God's glory and a blessing to others, or they can result in putting all the focus on me and the mark of a christian is service to god and to others our our motivation should be a desire to bring glory to god and it should be the motivation to love god and to love others in a way that treats them better than we treat ourselves but you see we're always tempted we're tempted by our sinful nature for our motivations to be all about self our desires our plans our glory, our advancement. And listen, I'm not suggesting that the motive can never be self. But as Christians, I think we all know that life must not be about just about me and mine. Jesus was surely concerned about motives in our text this morning. Verse 1, beware of practicing your righteousness, righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them for when for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven and the word translated to be seen or to be noticed is in the greek theomai, from which we get the word theater theater The message emphasizing the notion of theater performance paraphrases verse 1, be especially careful when you are trying to be good so you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. Jesus is warning about practicing righteousness or doing good to be noticed, to be gazed at. He's warning against making a spectacle of our good works when our motive is showing off before others it may be good play acting but it's not real it may be good acting but it's not genuine the motive of such good works is not serving God and others but in bringing glory to God the motive is magnifying self if we're not careful The motive is for us to look good before humankind instead of making God look good, and God knows our motives. Well, after this strong warning, Jesus gives some examples in verses 2 and 4. He says, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Giving to the needy was also referred to as the giving of alms. And the rabbinic tradition of that day had carried that giving to the extreme. It was even taught that that giving alms could save a person, that giving alms could somehow atone for sin. So some Jews even believed that, (coughs) that salvation was easier for the rich because they could buy their way into heaven by giving to poor people. They naturally, therefore, brought attention to their giving. Now, we don't know whether they actually literally uh, blew a trumpet or not. Uh, There's not a lot of evidence from history, but we think what Jesus was talking about here was it was a figure of speech to describe the attention some people sought. He's saying it's as if they blow a trumpet and say, look at me, look at me and what I'm giving. Certainly in the church today, no one blows a trumpet when they give, but there, there are other ways that we can draw attention to ourselves. Early in ministry, an elder brought a rather large check to me uh, from a member of the church and actually this person wasn't a member of the church they were uh, their children were just active in our youth and children's program and this and the elder brought the check with this message mr. X we'll call him said, "If you continue to minister to his children, there will be more where that came from. To which I replied, perhaps wrongly, perhaps too much as an arrogant young pastor, you may thank Mr. X for me if you so choose, but also please tell him in regards to his children, his money has very little influence. I will treat his children, as long as I'm pastor, The same way I seek to treat every other child in the church. You see, his motivation was wrong. If he wanted to give to our youth and children's program, that's great. But he should have done it privately. I believe he very much wanted this influential elder and myself to see the amount of his check. And the second way was that that he made it all about his children. Instead of having the motivation for it to be for all the children of the church. His motivation seemed to be centered on me and mine. Jesus goes on in our text to to give some other examples, because it's not just with our money that we have trouble with that. He said, verse 5, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. I remember very well being told by a seminary professor, don't trust a pastor who totally changes his voice when he prays. You've heard it. Oh, God. We all perhaps speak a little differently when we're talking to the Lord, but, but we have to consider our motives. What, what are we really doing there? And verse 16 says, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they they disfigure their faces and they want others to see. Again, the motivation was about drawing attention to self. It's about performance and the applause of humankind, not the glory of God and serving God and others. I used to wear a robe all the time. And actually, robes started as a a way to be plain, to be ordinary, uh, to take away the brightness. But... It was interesting that the more I I wore them and the more I saw them at ministry effects, we were putting on brighter stoles and bigger crosses. And and I began to think, eh, I'm trying to be something that I'm not uh, in this. And it was in that that I quit wearing a a robe. Uh, Nothing wrong with wearing a robe. They were actually meant for a very, very good thing to make everybody the same uh, up here. But things to think about. Is it about drawing attention to ourselves? Is it about performance instead of the glory of God and the service of others? And note that at the conclusion of every one of these examples that Jesus shares, he says, do your giving, your praying, your fasting in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. It's clear that the blessing of God comes when we do the right things with the right motives. But if we do the right things, but our motives are way out of whack, then the applause of humankind is the only applause we're ever going to get. You see, Jesus' problem was not with the actions of these individuals. Uh, Praying and fasting and giving to the needy are all good things. Jesus was concerned about the motive behind the action. Folks, the Christmas season is a wonderful season, For you and I to do good things, to serve others, and to meet needs. But do we drop money in the bell ringer's bucket so that others will notice us? Do we help a a needy family primarily to feel good about ourselves? What are our motives And I don't think our motive should even be primarily about receiving the rewards of God. He's going to give us rewards, yes, if we we do these things without thought of recognition. But our motive should be God's glory, and it should be the privilege and responsibility of simply serving the Lord. Our motive should be doing what's right as the Lord calls us to do what's right. If you've been doing the gospel readings I assign Back in October, you read this week, Luke 17, verse 10. And there Jesus said to the apostles, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We've only done what was our duty. You see, serving others, giving to the needy, praying, fasting, is simply our duty. Our motivation is, ought not be self-glory, but God's glory and doing what God has told us to do and doing it in gratitude for all that God has done for us. And the very thing we celebrate at Christmas, the very one we celebrate, Emmanuel, God with us, well, that's inspiration to do what we do with humble motives. If anyone deserves praise and recognition, the God of the universe does for coming to the earth as a person But don't ever miss how he came. He didn't come in a castle as a king. He didn't come in a temple as a high priest. He came as a baby in a stinky, smelly, dingy stable. Stable. To borrow a quote from the Grinch, he came without ribbons, he came without tags, he came without packages, boxes, or bags. Clearly, God sent Jesus the way he did as a divine act of humility, and his motive was his great love for all of us. What's our motivation? Is it Jesus and the example of his love? is it bringing glory to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Is it to bless others? Is it to to answer our call and do our duty? Or are we motivated more by selfish motives? 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Colossians 3:17, "In whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him." Colossians 3:23, "Whatever you do, work heartily, As for the Lord, not for mankind and not for self." And then Philippians 2:3, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves you know an ugly sweater at christmas time is intended basically to have one motive and that's to draw attention to self but when our motivation is jesus and his father and holy spirit then there's a deep desire to draw attention to him we're more likely to serve others because Jesus first served us. When we we want all the focus on Jesus, we're more likely to love others because Jesus first loved us. When our motive is to be like Jesus and serve Him in word and deed, then we take the spotlight off of us and we begin to put it on our Lord and Savior. Those of you my age or older and those of you who maybe watch uh, old movies, We'll remember a story from college football because it was made famous by an old movie. So as I say it, many of you will know Notre Dame football star George Gipp could do it all. He could run and pass and punt with unparalleled skill. By the end of the 1920 season, Gipp was a football star. But on December 14, 1920, young George Gipp died of pneumonia. But thanks to a movie in which former President Ronald Reagan portrayed Gipp, the story of George Gipp lives on. As the story goes, later on, on November the 10th, 1928, Notre Dame was playing undefeated army, and they were tied at halftime in a great struggle for victory. And it was then that Notre Dame coach Newt Rockne told of being at the dying Gipp's bedside a few years before. And Rockney recalled how Gip feebly said, Sometime, Rock, when the team is up against it, when things are going wrong and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go in there with all they've got and win just one for the Gipper. And they did. Motivation makes all the difference. And we have won far far greater than the Gipper who has called us to follow Him. Our motivation for living a life of loving service and a life of, of, of focused on the glory of God and the well-being of others, our motivation is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Let's not be motivated by self-glory, but God's glory. Let's not be motivated primarily to serve self, but to serve God and to serve others. May we work heartily as for the Lord and not for humankind. And do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than ourselves. Let's pray together. Lord, forgive our ugly motives. It's so easy to become self focused and self absorbed. I'm as guilty as the next. And this series has been, at times, hard to swallow. But I know you want us to to go out and give beauty to this world. You want us to display light in a dark world. And I pray we'll be motivated by love for you and love for others. I pray that we'll be motivated to serve you and serve others. Help us again and again see the humble example that you gave us in Jesus. Lord, help us see your example and be motivated by great humility that we might seek your glory first and foremost and that we might then serve you and love you first and foremost and then in turn serve and love others. To you, Father, Son, And Holy Spirit, be all praise and glory and honor, today and forevermore. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you all.